Hi, everyone. So this is our first episode of the podcast of the Whitby Public Library. So I'm going to introduce myself and then everyone else. So my name is Ashlyn. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. I work in the community engagement department and I really love reading YA and nonfiction. Hi everyone. <laughs> um, my like name order. is Erin. My pronouns are also she, her. I work in the children's and adult fiction department and I love reading uh, fantasy and romance novels. Hi, I'm Shelby. Um, I work over at the Brooklyn branch as a branch assistant. Um, my favorite genre is probably YA, romance, fantasy, all of the above. <laughs> so my name's Kylie. Um, I work at the Rosam branch. My pronouns are also she, her, um, and I agree with Erin. My favorite genres are fantasy and romance. My name is Kate. I work at the Brooklyn branch as the community branches intern. My pronouns are she, her, and my favorite genre is any and all genres. I will read <laughs> I think we all feel that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when you're listening to this, it's going to be 2021, but we are living in the past in December. So <laughs> we are going to be talking about the bestsellers of 2020. So we, when we were looking at bestsellers, um, we looked at a bunch of stuff online, but I think I can speak for all of us when we say that Goodreads uh, is really important to a lot of us. We utilize it a lot. Um, so we kind of took a look at the winners for the bestsellers of the Goodreads Awards this year, and we all realized that we read something. Uh, so we figured we kind of talk about that and hopefully give you guys a really great read or something really fun to find. It's Shelby again. So we read a couple of things that were on the bestsellers list for Goodreads, um, but I'm going to single in on The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Um, I haven't actually finished the whole book yet. I've been listening to it as an audiobook on Audible. Um, but we do have the audiobook on Libby, I believe, here at the library. Um, there's just a lot of holds on it, and I wanted to kind of get an understanding before we came <laughs> into this, because, yeah, otherwise it would have just been Crescent City for me. So um, she has a really hard life that's going on, and just everything kind of piles onto her, and it's just, at the end of the day, she's just feeling very hopeless and lost, and um, because of this, she ends up at the Midnight Library, uh, which is essentially the library of all the lives you could have led. And you can choose to go to whatever life you hoped that you could have gone down. So I think the first one she does, uh, she broke up with her fiance when her mother passed away. So she's like, I want to know what it would have been like to stay with him and move and, you know, start a bar together. And so she goes there and she's disappointed. Um, she doesn't like her life there either. So she goes through a couple of different ones and through each uh, stage and book of whatever life that she was in kind of teaches her something about herself, either how success what looked on her or how complete fa failure looked and it kind of like helps her see herself in a better light uh, again I have not finished it there's a bit of drama where I'm at right <laughs> now she almost didn't make it back from one of her lives and I think it's kind of cool the way they described like her coming into this person's life so it's not like other novels where the person like kind of gets booted out of their body and it like kind of has to like watch like she becomes one with them and so she can choose 
which life she wants to stay in. So at the end of the day, like if she wants to stay in a certain life, she'll just like assimilate with that version of herself and then take on all of their memories and she won't remember the Midnight Library at all. So it's kind of like a second chance at life. Oh, that's so, so cool. Right? Oh. The only thing that made me really sad is at the very beginning of the book, I swear like three pages in, her cat dies. And oh, I was Shelby. That's no. like for you. not prepared for it. For those of you who <laughs> don't know me, which you none of you do, uh <laughs> listening at least i adore cats and it made me so sad but she actually goes to a life where he like does it she doesn't let him outside and like because that's the thing he like went outside and he like died on the street and so she like goes to this life and the cat's alive but actually he had a heart problem anyways so he was doomed to die that day anyways so he ended up just dying inside of the house with her instead of outside so the librarian's like he's lived so many lives like this is one of his best because he ha he was loved by you even if it was for only a year so like that like little lesson was just so sweet um i also started such a fun age but i couldn't really get into it just because i'm not a whole lot of a like social it was, I was expecting it to be kind of like a thriller and it's not, yeah. it's like a social commentary, which totally when I'm in the space of mind to read it, I will hundred percent read it. But right now, all I want to do is read romance novels. So I know everyone's going to be happy in the end, but I know at the end of Midnight Library, she's going to be happy, um, yes. whether it's to choose another life or to choose to move on to the next stage of where she's at. Then I just, it's written really well. I love the person who's doing the audiobook. The audiobook's fantastic. Um, so that's the one. I think it won Adult Fiction of the Year on yeah, Goodreads. I think so. Did anybody yeah. here read Dark Matter by Blake Crouch? No. No. Okay, well, listeners, if anyone else did, like, your, like, the Midnight Library is kind of giving me, like, huge Dark Matter vibes, because it has to do, it's more like sci-fi, it has to do with, like, alternate universes, and it's, like, mind-blowing, pretty cool. Well, that's what I, I kind of liked about it, and, like, I liked the way yeah. that they described it, and I just read Chosen Ones uh, by Veronica Roth, and that one they use, like, different dimensions, and they get, like, pulled in from, like, their sister dimension into another one, and it was kind of, like, really interesting because it was the same so there's like a split in 1969 so like their mm. earth split at that time and so you can still see the like same things kind of pop up only like one of them got magic in the 70s the other one just didn't so it was kind of cool to see like the little break-offs like instead of doing a space race they were all centered around um like underwater and like understanding the earth as itself so like that's kind of where their shift changed i love that kind of stuff it makes me so confused but i love judging it. by cool. all of our faces you can definitely think like see that we all really like fantasy we're all like oh, tell yeah. me more. <laughs> it's in sci-fi i looked at the spine and i was like i'm reading a sci-fi novel this is amazing so amazing. i was really proud of myself really like going outside of my like comfort zone um okay let's let's flip the script because like shelby you read mexican gothic right that's not I at did. all. No, like, I'm Shelby, and I read the Midnight Library. Oh, Shelby! Oh my God, Kylie! <laughs> it's morning time. <laughs> um, yeah, I read Mexican Gothic. Um, it is so cool. It is creepy. It is a thriller. It's it's a lot. Um, so it's Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia, um, who, fun fact, lives in Canada. Um, she was born in Mexico and moved to Canada. So I was really excited to see Canadian. Um, author on the Goodreads list. Um, so yeah, this one, it's gothic romance uh, set in 1950s Mexico. 
Um, it's really cool. The main character, Noemi, she gets a letter from her cousin, um, frantic letter saying that um, my, her husband's family is trying to kill her and there are there's something in the walls talking to her and basically the cousin Noemi uh, and her father think that uh, the cousin needs some psychiatric care um, so she goes to try to bring her home um, but then now Noemi starts hearing things and seeing things and needs to kind of try to figure out why this house is making everyone see possibly ghosts possibly something else it's it's creepy it's really cool I could not stop thinking about it when I wasn't reading it so page turner definitely it's it's a good one so kind of like That's if you scary. like haunting of Hill House, you'll like Mexican Gothic. I was thinking yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's like, like it. I feel like that helped it become such a like big hit on the bestsellers list this year. Was like everyone's getting into all these like creepy shows on Netflix, and this mm -hmm. is like very in that vein. So yeah, it's also apparently set to be a show on Hulu, um, like next year or the year after. So. Yeah. No, Ooh, so I'll watch that. We don't have Hulu yeah. in Canada. Like I know, isn't that so frustrating? All I want to watch is John Green's Looking, looking for, for Alaska. Alaska. That's right. Me too. Me too. All it's all CBC gem. Oh, all right. Free I'll trial. I'll see if I can try. I'm just so disappointed. I just, I just want to watch it. <laughs> Did anyone else read Riley Sager's or Sager Home Before Dark? I think it was on no. the Goodreads list. I think it. I, maybe one for mystery thriller it was phenomenal and it has like definite mexican gothic and haunting until it has vibes too like this girl who inherits uh this house from her dad when he passes away and um her dad was famous essentially for writing a novel about like why they left this house because apparently it was like crazy haunted and she's like Psh, don't believe it so she's like fixing it up and all of these like things keep happening and throughout the entire thing like you never know whether it's actually haunted or if there's a reasonable explanation for everything. Yeah. It oh. gave me nightmares. 10 out of 10. That sounds amazing. I don't so want nightmares. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like, just like baby nightmares. Like snakes falling from the ceiling and stuff. It's fine. No, that's nothing too serious. It's so bad. It's not a baby um, nightmare. Right? It's, it's just, it was fine. Loved it. Around, yeah. I guess I could talk about like my actual, actual book I'm supposed to talk about, which I feel a little guilty because I stole from two of these beautiful women here. Um, <laughs> so I read- It's it was, fine. It was adult fantasy, the winner, right? For the Goodreads? Yeah. Okay, so I read House of Earth and Blood, which is a Crescent City novel by Sarah J. Moss, which um, listeners, if you continue to listen, you will probably learn that we all have um, a very unhealthy obsession with this particular author. It's fine. She's amazing. It's not She's unhealthy. amazing. Um, so it's her first foray into adult fantasy. Um, and it centers around the main character. Her name is Bryce, and she's this super strong, smart, bold woman um, who doesn't really have her life together. She starts the book, she's like partying all the time, doesn't know what is what, up or down. Um, not a spoiler, because it's on the back of the jacket. She comes home after a night of partying and finds her best friend and a group of her friends like brutally murdered. Not really what you wanted, not, not great. Just the um, so she, entire world. No, it's terrible. It's horrible. Right? It's horrible. So and that scene, oh, I have to do a reread and I'm scared for that scene. Um, yeah. But what's really cool is it's set, it's like an urban fantasy. So everything 
is kind of what we would expect it to be. Like they've got cell phones and video cameras and everything is really, I wouldn't say futuristic, but like in the now. And so she ends up as part of the, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? The investigation into her friend's murder and um, someone who's kind of like a fallen angel. His name is Hunt. He's part of the investigation. And he and this other guy come in like very law and order-ish to take over. And it turns into obviously like a much bigger story. And it turns into this like wonderful epic fantasy, um, edge of your seat, amazing battles, uh, incredible side characters, um, as is Moss famous for. She writes amazing characters in her books that are so incredibly well-rounded and people that you just, that are beautifully flawed and you fall in love with them and you feel for them and you want to be their friend. Um, and I don't want to tell too much because it'll, it'll give it, it'll give it away, but uh, you want to read this book. And like everyone else who's read is nodding with me. You want to read this book. <laughs> it's really good. It's so hard. So really fantastic. Good. It's, oh. It is fantastic. And it's heartbreaking in a really great way. Um, and I, I can't speak for the other, the other ladies that love this author's writing. I would suggest anything else by her because her character development and her world building, especially if you're like a fantasy or a sci-fi fan, um, she does incredible world building that you can see really vividly and everything is well thought out and makes sense. And she likes to leave you like little breadcrumbs and clue pieces that make more sense like later on down the line. Um, and for someone who really likes an immersive read um, and looking for those little like hints and clues, uh, I think you'll really enjoy this book because it gives you a lot of those. And I cannot wait for the next one. I think I have to wait for, is it 2022? No, I think it's coming November I think it's next fall. Yeah. <gasps> Don't. Yeah. Because uh, she's already submitted it, right? Stop. First, well, because her edits. new book comes out in February, but that's yes. a different series, and we won't get into that because that's for a different podcast. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> this can quickly become a Sarah J. Mass podcast. Just Sarah J. Mass. But yeah, read Crescent City. It was incredible. Do it. Do it. Yeah. That sounds great. You guys might be putting me on to fantasy. Do it. Wow. So you good. need to read wow. it. It wouldn't be the first time we converted fantasy. someone. No, I didn't. be. I said Cherry reads fantasy, kind of, because you do do okay. a lot of um, like ancient Greek mythology, right? That's true. Kinda... I guess yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mythology. Mean, did you read Circe? I am a chapter in, and I'm getting through okay. it slowly. So text me when you finish that, because I have some. Feeling. Okay. Okay. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Absolutely. But that well. makes sense. And I guess we could like mention that to the listeners too. Like if you like one thing, it's not a very big jump to something else. Like if you're vibing with mythology, like you can definitely jump to fantasy and probably get that itch scratched just as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rules um, are a little different and you can like, they, yeah. a lot of people play with those rules a lot. Like I read The Cruel Prince and they stuck a lot with the like iron, like no lying, like all of yeah. you can't know their first name. Whereas like Sarah J Mass like is a lot more like kind of open to other things and yeah so she doesn't like then she doesn't like like the rules so much but like they're like you know what I mean like the gods have certain rules just like sometimes mythological creatures do but I guess that's a good question because the most of us read fantasy right so how do we feel about like rule bending because like Stephanie Meyer made her vampire sparkle and it was a bold choice (laughs) but it was a choice nonetheless Mm -hmm. I love it I like it 
I like, what are you going to do next? Like, I'd rather yeah. be surprised, but I also love that she addressed it. So it wasn't like, it was just like, oh, that's not a thing. She was like, Feyre thinks that they can't lie. And they're like, ha ha ha, they can yes, lie. Yes, we can. Yes, so, we can. Well, and that's like the cool. vampire diaries too. Like, it's not being bitten that turns you. It's like drinking the vampire's blood. So it's like you yeah. play on the lore and make mm-hmm. it your own. I kind of love it. I think it's interesting. Yeah. It, it, like, but they still have up. to be invited inside. So they still they kept that yeah. in that. So totally. they have, I like, because, yeah. you know, it makes it more realistic because, like, we have all these ideas of what things are supposed to be like. So when they flip it on their head in books, you're like, oh, like, this could be a real character, a real being that's like, you're all a bunch of liars. That's not what this is about. Just one time I pricked myself on a needle that was made out of iron and everybody thinks. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it creates, like, their own too. mythology. Yeah. 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 Which is Silly. interesting. As like if you're a fantasy reader, who wants to read the same thing like over and over and over and over and over again? Exactly. Well, on it. Like yeah. the Cruel Prince really leaned on the whole like no lying thing. So like they hated yeah. all humans because they could lie. And I was like, you know what? Like let's just go get over with it, fall in love, become king and queen, whatever you do. I don't know. Because yeah. hey, that book, the third you book in the lie. trilogy, did win the YA of the year, I think, the YA fantasy of the year. Yeah. Um, well done. Oh gosh, what was it called? Oh, the Queen of Nothing, and it was definitely the best one out of all three. They were really good. Like they were okay the first two, but the third one, phenomenal. Everything was revealed, but it was really good. It was phenomenal. The whole series, like I would recommend to read. It's very like comfortable for YA. Like if you're a younger YA, it still works for it, and you can kind of like read it as you get a little bit older. But That's it's probably not, black, like right. Yeah, it's not very, like, explicit. It's very much so about the lore, and, like, she's pretty young. I think she's, like, 17 or something, so. So it's a good it's intro good. YA. So someone 100%. wanted, or intro fantasy. So if someone's, like, wanted to start with fantasy, they could start with the Holly Black. Yeah, and I think they have another one that just came out that, it came out 2022, that's how the King of Elhain came to hate stories, I think it's called, and I'm pretty sure it's a picture book but i'm not sure i have it on hold so maybe by the time we do our next podcast i can update you like kids or graphic novel i'm not sure it's like obviously ya but i read the description i was like i'm not really sure what i'm expecting here so as long as it has something to do with the world and like carden because gorgeous human being uh (laughs) he's an elf just kidding (laughs) um but yeah no so i'll update you on what that looks like ashley what did you read Oh, um, so I read a graphic novel, actually. Um, it's called Strange Planet by Nathan oh, W. Pyle. Okay. Yeah, and it was so, so good. Oh, okay, so. Those are the comics. Yeah, the comics, and they're on Instagram. I bought a mask. I bought a Strange Planet mask. Yes. You, Which you one? All. What's it say? And I bought the one that it's about reading. And the person is like, um, they're angry. And they're like, oh, you're angry at the being. And they're like, no, the being is fictional. My anger is real. <laughs> I oh love my gosh. Much. So anyone that so was it was like amazing. It was totally worth the $25 plus shipping. Oh, I didn't ask them to explain it to me. Because like, I didn't understand what was going on. I opened the book and I was like, I feel like I'm really missing something here. So I was like, uh, and Ash was like, no, 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 like, this is what it's about. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so continue. Yeah, it's really cool because it's definitely very my sense of humor. My sense of humor is 
honestly only humorous to me most of the time but that's <laughs> fine I'm good with it like Nathan W. Pyle gets me so like what they do is it's it's kind of just like addressing how arbitrary and random everything in our world is so okay one of my favorite ones I just got to say this one is the one where it's just people talking about like oh like just making fun of like oh we want to tan but they say I crave star damage and I think that's just so hilarious and it's like like what what like this is just what, what we do but I think it's, it's so important good. to point out that they're aliens yes totally they are aliens yeah they're little yes. aliens so it's yes. almost like them like anthropologically watching the human race being like these people are weird <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah doing a yeah. study yeah it is amazing um yeah and if you're interested I mean of course you can read the book but also on Instagram I think it's just Nathan W. Pyle P-Y-L-E Strange Planet and it's great like for your daily dose of humor like it's it's amazing yeah so that, so that was also a an award winner but Kate you want to tell us about your book yeah, so I read the winner for the um, young adult fiction uh, called Clap When You Land uh, by Elizabeth Acevedo, and it was incredible. I cried. It was great. Um, it's all written in uh, verse, um, and it's the story of two half-sisters, one in the Dominican Republic and one in New York City, and neither of them knows that the other exists, but their father goes on a plane from New York to the Dominican Republic to visit his other daughter and the plane crashes. So uh, it's the story of these two sisters um, finding out that the other exists and um, dealing with their grief over their father and also the realization of his betrayal to their family that he had like a secret family and he kept it from both of them um and it's just little and I read um Elizabeth Acevedo's book The Poet Acts earlier this summer which is also incredible I adored it and I actually liked Clap When You Land better so Ooh. um it was really really incredible I highly recommend um it's a it's easy to read because it's all in verse so it's actually quite short but I was really amazed by how um efficient she is with her poetry like it's it you immediately get a sense of the story you immediately get a sense of the characters um Wait, and she says so much in so few like words it's book? so good yeah that's incredible yeah it's Why all it's that? just um, it's amazing it's amazing it's just a series of poems from each of their person that's so cool oh that is um, so unique it is it's incredible and um I think one of my favorite things about it too is that it's so clear which one of them is talking like each character is just so well developed so quickly that like when it switches perspective it's not jarring at all like you're just like oh yeah I'm back in here so it's really it's really good highly recommend that's, that's really, really cool I love yeah. me a unique perspective. Mm -hmm. Totally. That reminds mm -hmm. me a little bit of, I think these were really popular back when I was in like elementary school, but Ellen Hopkins, I think is the author of the series of books. There's like Crank and maybe Burn and all those ones oh, and they're like yeah. entirely in verse as well. So 
I think that's really cool. And that's such an interesting like time to get, you know, people into poetry who might not otherwise be like gravitating towards it. Like YA, especially when it's like telling a story like that. That's so much fun. That's really clever. And actually, I think that's a really good point because there are a lot of people who are just like hesitant to read as well. Mm-hmm. And something like that is a really good like introductory novel to kind of you know, get them falling in love with a story and not necessarily feeling they have, they have to slog through, you know, 600 plus pages, because that's what we like as fantasy readers, but, like, the average public may not want that. So if you've got, like, a graphic novel or, you know, a book written in verse or something, it's probably a really good, like, hi, start with this, see how you feel. (laughs) Come back and talk to us when you're done. Exactly. And I think that's something we all kind of saw, like, when uh, Ruby Hart came out with Milk and Honey, is so many people yeah. started reading who were yeah. not, who wouldn't, like, self-describe as readers. And now they're, you know, I, yeah. So poetry is great. That sounds amazing, Kate. Yeah. I have to read that now. And also, Ooh, I think that's a really so good plug to mention WPL Suggest. Um, which is our RA, which is Reader's Advisory. Sorry, friends. So we talk about RA in the library a lot. Um, when we say RA, we refer to Reader's Advisory, which are just big words to explain that we help you find your next favorite book. So all of us, as you can probably tell, are really avid readers. Um, and most of us, like, we have our favorites, but for the most part, we read a little bit of everything. So you can contact us online. Um, we do uh, curated lists on our website as well so different types like one of the favorite ones we did recently was Lucifer was huge on uh, Netflix for a little while so we did like an if you liked Lucifer uh, book reading list which is kind of fun so you can kind of vibe off of those or you can come in and talk to each one of us individually um, I, we told you where we are come find us we'll give you a good book this <laughs> is also Good time to plug another thing. Hi, yeah. hello. Um, we also have our library to go kits. So those ones are mm-hmm. for kids currently. Um, oh, we have the adult ones. They are going. That's live what shortly. I was going to plug, Erin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess when this is going to be out, it will be started. Um, but yeah, you can like ask for your own book bundle, which with whatever you enjoy, whether it's self help or some of your hobbies, like if you do a lot of woodworking and you're just looking for new projects, like you can do that as well. I know we also have the like uh, DVD bundles too, right? Where it's like pre-packaged together where you can like pick it up all in one go and take it. So there's a lot of like library to go for all ages. I know there's also a teen one. There's like a teen to go kit. So it comes with a book in it as well as like some other activities for your teens. Um, But there's so much like that we have for helping you pick out books that maybe you don't know what to get for your eight-year-old or and we're just we're there so we're there yeah. to pick it out for you so definitely tune in for those I know it's on the carousel on the website uh yep. you can just click the library to go or you can like scroll down to the bottom of the page and there's like the kids button and the teens button and all of those down there too yeah and if you can't find us send us an email give us a phone call we'll send you the link that kind of thing uh or we also chat. have or live chat. Yeah, we've got a really great live chat feature that I know most of us man most of the time. Or I should say woman most of the time. Um, <laughs> um, we also have our Discover Reads, which is another form of Reader's Advisory because there's just never enough help that we can provide for you. So that, I believe, has its own button on the website that you can click on. And it's essentially just like a really quick, what do you like to read? 
kind of thing. It asks you a few questions. Um, and then one of our librarians here will curate a list specifically for you. So if you just want the list to go through, I believe you get 10 titles. Um, we can do that. As Shelby mentioned, you can do the library to go kit where you actually get, I think we're doing like three to five physical books, like not too, too many. Um, so yeah, we're just here to find you something really good to read. It's a very innocent desire that we have. We just, we just want to entertain you. <laughs> I think that's a good segue into maybe talking about, so we have the 2020 WPL Suggests that comes out every year um, for what us at the library as a staff have been reading. So maybe we can each like say what we submitted to the page and this year I know we're doing something a little bit different um everybody had to send in like a sentence as to why they loved the book and also uh keep your eyes out on our social media channels we're on Twitter Instagram and Facebook because some of the library staff as well uh submitted videos and photos of their favorite books as well so you can check that out and see kind of what we've been reading out uh for the past year so does anybody want to go first with their WPO suggests of 2020? Why don't you go first, Shelby? Me? Okay. Um, so I think I su suggested um, four things. So The Roommate, I know I suggested, which is by Rosie Denan. Phenomenal book. Absolutely just beautiful writing. Uh, it's a romance novel. Uh, look out for what I wrote on the WPL Suggest if you want more information <laughs> on that one. Um, I think I added Crescent City to it as well because I absolutely adore Crescent City, as Erin kind of described. Um, and then I did The Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. Uh, she wrote the book Station Eleven. And if you haven't read those, as a Canadian, please oh, yeah. sit down and read them. They're absolutely phenomenal. Station Eleven is more of a tough topic for right now because it's like a widespread pandemic that essentially like the whole, yes. oh, there it is, okay. yeah, got it. <laughs> um, kind of throws them into like an apocalypse essentially. So it's kind of interesting because it's kind of told by like different people in the story and it surrounds a comic book. Whereas Glass Hotel, again, it takes place uh, partially in Canada, partially in the States. And uh, it's just the imagery of like Vancouver Island and this like beautiful hotel that has like no cell service. It's just surrounded by blackness and beautiful stars and trees. Um, and just like a really beautiful story. Like every time I read her books, they're just so well written and so yeah, enchanting to read almost. Like the descriptions of like, the scenery and I honestly can't remember what my fourth one was <laughs> I feel really like it visual. was another like romance novel of course but I probably tell you so I'll leave it at that if you want to see more <laughs> they're all on there but those Love are my that. like three yeah well because like what Kate held at like station 11 is beautiful because like it takes place in Toronto too so I remember when mm -hmm. I was reading it I was like oh I know that place I know that place and it also has this like interesting quality um that, did you guys ever see the movie Crash? Yes. Where like one yeah. event happens Incredible. and then you find out how it affects like every other person. That's yeah. kind of how Station Eleven works. So it's and like it goes one, like back yeah. and forth in time. So like you're not stuck in this like concept of it. And there's some really great like imaginings of like something as simple as light because it follows yeah. one main character who I think was like six years old when it happened. Yeah. So she has like a faint memory of, you know, life before, but a lot of it is her growing up in this like acting troupe where they like go around as Shakespearean actors yeah. and like perform. So I think I kind of love that. And then like the idea of like their planes landing and getting stuck at the airport and like what everybody did. And yeah. they like, oh my just, God, that's just so many things that you oh, don't yeah. think about. And like, I learned that apparently gasoline has an expiry date. 
Yeah. So we're all not going to make it unless you have airplane fuel. Like jet fuel stays longer. So like it was kind of smart that they were there. But I did not know this, people. And like if the the apocalypse. Get to an airport. (laughs) Get to an yeah, airport. I think what we're all saying is just read Station Eleven. Yes, it's just so good. It's and so also, good. like the things that and it's a really great like kind of snapped on on like what humans value as well, because mm-hmm. in that book, like they value like knowledge and remembering and art. So like Shelby said, like with the one girl's like part of like a traveling Shakespeare troupe, and like in another one, they they are living in an airport, and someone decides to take over and essentially make like an archive slash museum slash library of sorts to try and like collect what used to be before so that people could learn about it and yeah it's a beautiful book read it and she carries around that graphic novel too so like the graphic novel is a huge part of it and that's what the name comes from is the graphic novel that she was given so I think that was the thing that really caught me was the connection with the graphic novel and other people in the story and kind of how it all comes together in the end anyways I will I'll stop talking about Emily St. Love it continue sounds amazing (laughs) Kylie, what did you suggest for this year? I suggested um, a lot of the same things as Shelby. Um, (laughs) I also did The Roommate. I also did Crescent City. Um, But I also submitted um, You Had Me at Ola by Alexis Daria. Um, That one, it's kind of like these two actors who get cast in a telenovela and they're supposed to be the two love interests in the telenovela, but they kind of start out hating each other and then they fall in love. It's great. It's a romance. It's lovely. So much drama, but like funny drama. It wasn't like everyone was mad all the time. It was like mostly funny. (laughs) Um, It was really great. Um, And also... Uh, Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Um, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, It's so fun. Really, really great book. Um, Also, they start out hating each other and then fall in love. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a trope I like. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's really fun. Um, The main character has a chronic illness as well, which is, there's some great representation there. It was really fun. Also, right? I believe so, yeah. 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 And it's, I just, I love a good rom-com. So there we go. Those are mine. That reminds me, it was Beach Read was the other one that I put on there. Beach um, Read. Yeah. I really want to put People You Meet on Vacation because it was literally one of the it's best romances yet, I've read. I know. And so that's why I didn't put it. So for 2021, we've I'll put it. it. <laughs> but we've all read it because, you know. Yeah. Perks of working in a library, but... So just read Emily Henry is what we're saying. She's so good. She's so good. Beach Read was... 10 out of 10. So good. Okay, continue. So like Kylie and Shelby, um, I also said Beach Read and Crescent City (laughs) because we have very similar tastes. But another one I mentioned was that I loved was um, Aaron Mortensen's The Starless Sea. And it is a fantasy, but her writing is hard to describe because it's very, uh, it's very poetic in a way, and it's very, like, languid and beautiful. And with her novels, she essentially develops, like, a color scheme, and the one of this one is black and gold. And it seems weird for a novel, but when you're reading it, you can see it. And so the whole premise, kind of, is that um, this guy, I can't remember his name because I read it back in January, sorry, this guy uh, is, is having these memories 
But when he mentions them, say, to his mother, she doesn't remember them at all. So he's just like, was it a dream? Is it like a false memory? Yada, yada, yada. And he finds this book and he's reading this book and this book is essentially telling a story of him and including these memories that he's remembering that nobody else does, which is kind of very intriguing. Um, And it turns into this sort of like secret underground society type thing. And there are these different doors that you can open into this like alternate universe. Um, And I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give too much away, but it's really unique and it's really beautifully written and it's like there's a gorgeous love story and a really interesting world that's built um and i loved it very very much so yeah read the star in the sea it was really good <laughs> that was really cool like what you're saying with the colors i can't get over which that, is, yeah, she did, like that, that. With her, did anyone read the night circus which was her first novel started it oh my gosh it was so good and she does the same thing with the night circus where like the whole color scheme is like black and red and white um and that one is just sort of like um like similar with like the mystery and the intrigue it's not a mystery novel it's just like what is going on kind of thing and with the night circus a circus will just like pop up overnight And you don't know when it's coming and you don't know when it's going to leave. And it's also a story, it's a bit of a love story a la like the prestige in a way um, with like the like magicians and stuff. And, and it, everything is like black and white with like hints of red. And it sounds weird when you're reading it, but like the way she describes everything, like everything takes place like in that color scheme. It's really visually very cool. So yeah, just read so because She writes yeah. really cool books. Apparently. That's so yeah. cool. Love it. What did you um, read, Ashley? Or what did you recommend? Okay, yeah, I recommended. So it's an older <laughs> book, um, but it's *The Secret History* by Donna Tart. I, you've read it, Erin? Yeah. So. Good. Oh, it was everything. <laughs> that book was so beautiful. Um, yeah. So it pretty much uh, follows the experiences of like these five. Well, yeah, technically five by the end of it. Um, These, like, five kind of, like, students, friends, they're, you know, like, in the, I don't know, they're living in the Midwest or whatever, in the States, kind of in the 90s. It's actually very vague about the timeline, but it's a dark academia novel, and it pretty much starts out with the premise of, oh, no, we've murdered our friend. What do we do? And it kind (laughs) of, it goes back in time. It's all over, like, they, Donna Tart really plays with time in this book, but it's really cool because it's kind of just a lot about being an outsider and becoming so entrenched in what you're studying. So I'm without spoiling it, they are all studying the classics. So they all are fluent in like ancient Greek and all these, all these, yeah, in Latin. Yeah, they're fluent yeah. in Latin. And it's just so wild because they just get so entranced by it that they actually try to perform some of the rituals and it is not always the safest thing and you know chaos ensues but it's really interesting because although it's not set out like a mystery in some ways it reads like one uh it's very cool it is it also has a lot of queer subtext that we find out is actually canon in the end and it is just (laughs) Oh, this book was beautiful. And if you're looking for something that has really beautiful descriptions of setting and has just the prose is gorgeous. It's it's definitely a thick one and it's it's pretty dense, but 
if you if you start it it's impossible not to finish it and i stand by that it, it's a really good book i should also mention that no, Charlie has like a queer romance as well it's like the the um the driving force and it's really good it's like the it's driving the driving force it's fantastic okay amazing <laughs> you're like add to list yep we love a queer fantasy <laughs> Oh, yes. actually, also um, in Clap When You Land, one of the sisters is queer as well and has a girlfriend. And it's it. not it's not queer baiting and it's not like a terrible, sad story with her and her girlfriend. It's just them being happy together, which I love. Oh, amazing. Yeah, as you can tell, we need that. We're all kinds of representation here at the Whitby Public Library. We think it's really important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> Totally. All kinds of the stories are always just so much better. Like, I love those. Thank like, you. especially when there's like mm-hmm. well rounded characters who are people of all backgrounds and, you know, abilities, and, like all of those things. Like, when you see them represented in books, like, you just feel so much better reading them because you're like, this is like real life. Like, I can yeah. believe mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And then exactly. you leave your book and you're like, oh, yeah, life is not like this. <laughs> and you yeah. like, want to cry. okay so I have three that I read this year that were I'd say they were my top three of the year only one of them was written in 2020 or published in 2020 and that was American Dirt um have any of you read it no it okay (laughs) it's (laughs) um it's about um a woman that needs to escape from Mexico to the United States and she has a young son and it's about um, her journey to get north. And um, one of the ladies at the Central Branch said that when she read it, it was like she was expecting broccoli, but it turned out to be candy. And that's so true because, you know, it's, it's a book that you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to learn a lot about this, um, this experience. But you read it and it's like, it's such a page turner. You need to know what happens next. It's amazing yeah. suspense. It's fantastic character building it is so good I highly recommend um and then uh the two others I think they were both written in 2018 actually um one of them was recommended to me by Aaron here uh red white and royal blue yes Um, yes amazing come into the circle (laughs) speaking of amazing representation that's a great book for that. Um, I just loved it from beginning to end. Hey, um, I really wonder what it's about because it's amazing. <laughs> it's the best yes. ever. Okay, I believe it absolutely started as Hamilton fan fiction. Um, <laughs> it is, <laughs> um, it is uh, the love story of the first son of the United States and the Prince of England. Um, and it is, again, an enemies to lovers romance. It is inspired. So I loved every page of it. It was so And it's so, so stinking funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's so funny. It's, it's so funny. It's one of the funniest books I've ever read. Like when he's screaming, you're mm-hmm. not the prince of me and like walks away. <laughs> the turkeys? Yes. The, the turkeys. turkeys. <laughs> And like their little text ma- messages back and forth too. They're just like the cutest thing in the entire world. And you're yeah. like, why and is this the, not real the, life? No. The banter friends, is amazing. Oh, the banter. Yes. And all their friends mm-hmm. are like, depends on how long it would take you to make an international incident. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. It's so good. And then my last one is Homegoing by Yagyazi. Oh, that's um, great too. Which 
it just I don't know right from the very beginning it grabbed me it's again another story about two half sisters um and it starts in 18th century Ghana and goes all the way up to um 21st century America um and it's incredible so it's it just follows the two lineages of these uh women um it's fantastic after they get separated yeah Yeah. so one of them stays in Ghana and it's uh her lineage mostly stays uh her ancestors mostly descendants mostly stay in Ghana until the last one um and then the other one um is uh enslaved and goes to America in like the first chapter and so each chapter starts with a new generation um which I thought was gonna like I thought I wasn't gonna like that too much because I like to meet a character and stay with them but um she just did a fantastic job again of getting you to know the characters immediately like in the first paragraph of each chapter you were like I know who you are I know what your goals are I understand you and it's like little vignettes into their experience and then the next chapter is their child so yeah fantastic highly recommend after it finished I just oh, cried for about 15 because minutes because I sobbed like every chapter oh my yeah. god it's such a good book <laughs> I I cried after every chapter and then after the last chapter I just like I couldn't control myself for the rest of the day if I thought about it I would just like start crying (laughs) and it was I think about that book every day so highly recommend it's a big book club book like it'll pop up in a lot Mm -hmm. I know that the Brooklyn branch is using it again as a book club book um so for book club too yeah so I think this, this is like the second time around with it unless maybe we're not counting I can't remember. We closed like, down last March and time is and but a concept. To, yeah, if anyone wants to read it, we have it as a book club kit too. So the library lens kits, which is like 12. So if you're running your own book club, you can borrow our book club kits. Um, and as Shelby mentioned before, if you want to check out more stuff, um, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and obviously we are on YouTube. Um, so we're going to wrap it up because I think we're out of time today, but we just want to know what's on your reading list. So give us a shout out. Um, let us know what you're planning on reading and hopefully we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>